Previously on the Lifers Podcast. Kyle Kinane. Kyle Kinane is Kyle Kinane is is a comedian and he has a podcast. And on his podcast, he was talking about our show. So that's what you're about to hear, Gabe. So here we go. So this is this is another podcast just out in the wild talking about us, which I think is exciting. And but funny. it's nice that it's somebody that we actually like and respect. Sure. So this is what you're about to hear, Gabe. All right. You should share it. I I'm did gonna... share it. How am I supposed to know what this is? <laughs> well, how am I supposed to know fuck? what this Okay, here we go. Shh, what, shh, what is a text? I don't know what texts are. Yeah. yeah oh, it's a band called Dirty Fences I like a lot. He's talking about okay. m- music he likes now got... or listening to. I started listening to... I haven't listened to Material Issue in a long time. I started listening to them again. Chicago band. Okay. There was, uh, yeah, some podcast. <laughs> some podcast. I think it's, oh, I forget what it's called. It's the dude from Local H. This guy's Scott from Local H. Mm-hmm. Another guy from bands. And then this, this third dude is just the most Chicago guy that just sounded like... He's kind of clueless. And he's like, what are we, what, what's going on there? Oh, yeah, that guy. Oh, that guy. He played bass. I think he played bass a couple times in a band. <laughs> like, just kind of a silly guy in the background. And I've been listening to that show a little bit, and they were talking about material issue and kind of going over all these old. Because Chicago, wow, this really turned into a music podcast today, Dave. If we oh, that's to all right. Okay. All right, so yeah. when I first listened to him talk about us, I was like, is he, oh, the Chicago guy. He's talking about Zelenko. Because Zelenko talks like a, hey, like, you know, he's got that Chicago thing. Um, but I realized that he's talking about you, Gabe. You're the clueless Chicago guy who doesn't know what's going on. That's you. And the point a, is, is you're willful about it. It's a caricature of me. Well, it's great. Like it's, it's actually making a, an impression on people. A professional, a professional comedian thinks you're like, that's good stuff. That's comedy gold. Yeah. That's the, like guy, the, the guy who's an idiot is funny. Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Ah, how you doing, Ben, Gabe? I'm all right. I'm on Gabe's time zone tonight. Ben, I'm feeling a little crabby today. You are? Yeah, me. What's your problem? Uh, well, Mr. Ben Early Riser woke me up this morning at 8.30. Oh, is that why you said God damn it? Yes. Oh, okay. And okay. as soon as it went off, I knew. I knew. I was like, it's Ben. Either asking, are we recording tonight or... Uh, how many tickets have we sold yet in Madison? <laughs> Everyone else in your life knows not to bother you till what? 1 PM. Well, look at this. You know, you know, the cutoff rule to call people who have kids or job type jobby jobs. It's like yeah. 10, 
Yeah. Or maybe nine at night, you know, mm-hmm. depending on how severe these people are. Right. So the rule works in reverse for people without kids or jobs, right? So 10, 10 is the absolute earliest you should be texting me. Okay. I've learned this a long time ago, Ben. You don't wake them up before 10. I usually don't do it before noon, but I'm an hour ahead, so I, I get an, an hour leeway. I mean, I knew it was you, and it was especially bad today. Sometimes I don't even care about it, but today my big plan for the day was that I was going to go see the new Paul Schrader movie, and it's never a good idea to go into a Paul Schrader movie tired. Because Mr. Transcendental Cinema, he don't give a fuck if you're sleepy or not. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, I'm trying to go back to sleep, cursing your name. 10. Just give me till 10. I can deal with it. Okay. I, I should be getting up by 10. But 8.30? Well, it was 9.30 for me, and I forgot what time yeah, zone I, I was in. I know it was 9.30 for you. And uh, I also was just really discombobulated. I was like, wait a minute. Are we recording tonight? I got to figure out. I have all this shit I needed to figure out on my end about where I was going to be. Was I going to be able to set up in time? Was I going to break my daughter's heart by leaving her graduation stuff early so that I could come do this show? So I was really just trying to get all my ducks in a row. ASA boops this morning. All right. So now you're making it about you. It's about me (laughs) and the sleep that I lost and fighting to stay awake during a Paul Schrader movie. You'll sleep when you're dead. Actually, it wasn't that much of a problem to stay awake because it went, you know, how you have to get seats in advance, right? Yeah. They make you, you can't just walk into a theater anymore. They make you uh, pick a seat. Pick a seat. So I do that and I walk in, this guy's in my seat, right in the middle, the third row, perfect. This time I was like, no, not today. I'm not letting this fucking jackass get away with it. So I go over there and I say, you're in my seat. And he looks up at me and I realize it's Jonathan Rosenbaum <laughs> sitting in my seat. And he goes, well, I'm, I'm sorry. And I just tapped on the shoulder and I said, no, no, you're fine. I'll, I'll, I'll sit somewhere else. You're okay. Who is this guy? Wow. Look at you deferring to uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum. Dude, you should have kicked him out of the thing extra fast. You know, he didn't pay for the fucking ticket. Come on. He's Chicago's greatest living film critic. He can sit in my seat anytime. Wow. I never would have thought that of you. My goodness. I'm growing. I I grew from 830 to three. But you had to sit in somebody else's seat. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's not. I was given the opportunity. I was uh, Jim Healy. Uh, who listeners will not know from a hole in the wall, <laughs> texted me uh, two days ago, said, let's go to a movie this afternoon, either Master Gardener, the new Paul Schrader movie, or Evil Dead Rise. Ooh. And I said, what? No fucking Fast 9 or whatever we're up to with the Fast and Furious franchise? But he ten. wasn't in Fast 10. He wasn't interested. So Good. Good man. I had just watched the card counter and I was like, well, I just watched card counter. I guess I could be into Schrader, but we wound up going to see evil dead rise. I liked it. Oh, Scott. It was like demons too. Brilliant idea. (laughs) Take, take evil dead and put it in the demons Two skyscraper. Dude, I'm in. If they had figured out a way to make that title 
be more of a nod to the idea that it was like evil dead high rise, then I would have been into it. But it yeah, but you, just once you're, falls shy of But that. once you're there, once you're sitting there, you realize what's going on. It was maybe the most unengaging horror movie I've ever seen. So oh, I, deadly boring. Not scary. Oh, come on. Not interesting. Who cares? More boring than those fucking Annabelle yes. movies? No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't watch those. No, I'm saying. No, no. I mean, come on. Like, don't make me defend it to the point where I'm going to say it's as good as one or two. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's great. I, I am saying it's good. And I am saying it was... Uh, it was fine. Gabe's not going to see it, but let's not bury the lead. The Lifers Podcast Live, here's a big announcement, is uh, adding a second show in Chicago at G-Man on June 5th. It's really a because prequel. A prequel, right. Like an Evil Dead High Rise, the podcast live. We finally succumbed to the pressure and acquiesced to the whims of Kelly Way, and we've added a second show. So... So, uh, so here's the thing. Um, it goes on sale Monday. But uh, there's a pre-sale password for people who listen to the podcast. And the pre-sale password is LifersPod. L-I-F-E-R-S-P-O-D. Uh, all capital letters. Now, now, here's one thing I would like to... If you already have a ticket to the show on the 6th, don't bother with this one it might be the same guest and i also want people to that don't have a ticket for that one to be able to get a ticket for this one don't clog up the system right right gabe yeah but now the people that bought the tickets first are going to see the second show not the first show no the first show is still going to be the first show but this is going to be the second show first what the sixth is the first show not in time. The fifth is the second one. Yes, like like Ben said, this is the prequel. Before the sequel. No. What? <laughs> but also, another way to look at it for the people who already got tickets for Tuesday night is that we'll already have one of these under our belt, and the chances of you seeing a better podcast are uh, pretty we good. We can make up all the excuses we want. Just be nice. <laughs> yeah. Just be nice. And, you know, wait until... If there's still tickets, you know, at two o'clock on Monday, have at it. But just let other people have a chance. So this pre-sale code is good starting now. As soon as you're hearing this podcast, as soon as you're you hearing able, this right now, you, you can, can go, go to the you G-Man can, website or wherever it is. G-Man website, that's right. Uh, and it should all be up there. And just put in Lifer's Pod for the pre-sale. It's live, man. It is live right now as we speak. So that's exciting. Mm -hmm, or it mm -hmm. just gives us another chance to fail. Fail miserably. I watched that show on the new Max about the Smartless podcast going on tour. Just trying to get some mm -hmm. ideas for our live shows. Mm -hmm. And I uh, came away from it realizing that this is probably way out of our um, grasp, wheelhouse, power. Yeah. It's beyond our capabilities is what I'm trying to say. Guys, what are we going to do? This It's getting a little late in the game to be talking about what are we going to do. This is like a week and a half away. What are we doing? We've had a bunch of ideas, and I don't like any of them. Do we have on. any idea? 
Come on, guys. Rally. No, I think we should try to recreate the entire experience. I think we should start with a clip from something and then into the Re- instrumental. Recreate Patrick the experience Bateman. of what's happening right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. And uh, But maybe can we get Lauren O'Neill to do our intros live? Yeah, we can we can do that. I don't think she has a ticket, so she we'll put her to work. There you go. I think once she sells it, we're all we're on easy street. We don't have to do anything. We just coast through the next ninety minutes. Well, fuck it. Just let her do this show. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to scare people off, but yeah, you should be scared. I I still wonder how pissed Mark Marin is about those smartless guys just swooping in on his turf. That's all I can think about when I watch that stuff. I mean, he's probably pissed about everybody doing a podcast, mm-hmm. but those dudes, those dudes must really cut him to the core. I mean, three huge TV stars. You fucking kidding me? Gabe, do you know what I'm talking about? I have no clue what you're talking about. Again, what, what? Okay. Who are, right. who are these there, smartless There's people? a podcast called Smartless. Okay. And it has the guy who was on uh, Will and Grace, the guy who played Jack. And come on, I know you're a Will and Grace fan. I think I like Will and Grace. Is that what Deborah missing? Yes. I liked it. So Ooh. you know Jack, just Jack. You know that guy, the the gay neighbor. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm He's on one of them. Uh, you ever watch Arrested Arrested Development? No. Never. You know who but Will you Ar- know who Jason Bateman is. Justine's no. brother. Well, Will Arnett. Do you know who Will Arnett is? Oh, I'm sorry. Your name sounds familiar. I know Jason Bateman. But yes. So Will- Jason Bateman, uh, I was saving that for the last one. But of course, Ben, like everything today, has ruined it. All right. Let's do it again. Ben, no. <laughs> There's no second take. You are really on my list today. So these A-listers are doing a podcast? Yes. Or they B-list? Which seems a little... Uh, it seems like an example of punching down to me. It's like leave the podcasts for to the, to the amateurs. Yeah. 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 We're like the new ham radio. Right. Stay, <laughs> stay off of our turf. <laughs> I don't know. At any rate, we have somebody here today that we can probably ask for some real advice. Someone who knows how to talk in front of people. Gabe, who do we have on the show today? The guy that might have defamed me to my face, and I'm going to bring it up to him, Kyle Kinane. He didn't do it not. to my face. I bet, I'm not gonna, I bet you're not going to bring it up. I bet you don't Maybe have I, the guts to bring it up. We'll you only see. have the guts to talk about people. When I don't when know they're, they're going to be on the show? you don't know that they're beaming in. <laughs> right. No, Kyle Kinane. He's a, he's a comic, comedian. I don't know much about him, but he's got a podcast, and he, he's been on HBO or or. Comedy Central, one of the two, right? Keep going. I don't know much else about him. I mean, I just he just came onto the scene uh, a couple weeks ago, and now <laughs> I'm going to find out. Is he making fun of me? Is he making fun of me? Because I want to know. He's uh, he's from around here. He's from outside of Chicago. He's a hometown boy. He's Kyle Kinane. He's he's a hometown hero. He's got a new special called Shocks and Struts. It was shot in Salt Lake City. Gabe, you love. Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City is a growing hip town right now. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. You, you really don't know. What, <laughs> did you hear that? Did you read that and like 
Time so Magazine it's, online it's, or it's something? It's one of the top cities that people are moving to. They're leaving the coasts to go to Salt Lake. Uh, are you reading this on Fox News? <laughs> what makes you think I listen to Fox? Is that that watch Florida Fox? state government piped into Yeah. Me, just because DeSantis just declared doesn't mean I'm a supporter because I live in Florida. It doesn't not mean it. In fact, it I don't makes... support any of his policies. Mm-hmm. What, about, what about his anti-Indian food policies? Is he anti-Indian food? I, I don't know. Mm. I don't need Indian food. You can vote for that. No. Kyle's got a lot of podcasts. Uh, and one of them just wrapped up, what, like a couple of days ago? Yeah. They shut down the Boogie Monster? After a seven-year run. We have... Five years left before we have to contemplate such a thing. Or five days, five weeks. We'll see how it goes after these. <laughs> yeah. That's like shows. 265 guests. There's how many no of them will you think you know anything about? <laughs> I know some stuff about some of them, but that, like the listeners, they're getting to know these people. These are friends of Scott's that uh, he's made along the way. Everybody knows who Kyle Kinane is. You're the only one who doesn't. I looked him up and I didn't notice any of his jokes. So you think everybody out there doesn't know who these people are. You think people are like moving at the same velocity that you are. <laughs> I am in a bubble. Yes. You're trying to say that I'm stuck in my ways. I'm an old dog. Go that's on. Not, that's not fiction. People know, well, they're starting to understand that I don't get out. I, COVID is still stuck in my mentality. I don't go out as much as I used to. I never really did. But the point is, <laughs> I'm being exposed, sure. <laughs> to COVID? Sue me. I'm me. Gabe, you got your um, car all packed up yet? When are you coming out here? I leave next weekend. Wow. It's a long drive. Two days worth. You could just and, fly. Uh, no, I can't fly. I choose not to fly. <laughs> Save those receipts, buddy. Either way, I'm making the trip. I'm coming up. And I asked you, I texted you the other day. I said, hey, do you got a couch or something I can sleep on? You didn't reply. I think me not replying. Is rude. Is a reply. No. <laughs> When an old friend comes into town and he says, hey, do you have a couch or a spare something when I'm going to be in town for two days in the same club as you, you reply. Sorry, man. I just bought a new couch. In honor of Kyle Kinane, I just bought a new couch. So I got to find my own place. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, what else? Anything else we got to talk about? Tina Turner? That just happened. That just happened. 83 years I old? I wasn't calling you guys Tina Turner. I was like, I was batting that subject. 83. She knew. Like the, she's, she's known for a while. She knew. She knew that she would die soon? I, did you see that HBO documentary special from a few years ago? It's pretty devastating. Like, you could tell that was kind of her goodbye. It, probably going to be really tough to watch in retrospect, but you could tell something was up. I haven't seen that. You should watch it. Let's watch it now. Sure. 
It's a good time. Um, I I saw something advertised online yesterday when I was in Ohio, and I immediately purchased it. What was Gabe, that? This then? is where you come in. I've been pushing for this record. It's twenty years. This week, the release of the uh, I want to say the no funny P, but it's just no funny P. No, it's anyway. called the no funny P. Is it? Yes, it is. It's called the no funny P. In the same way that the creepy EP is called the creepy EP. All the best EPs are called the something EP. It, maybe it's implied, but on the cover it just says no fun. No, it says the no fun, and if it doesn't. Recall. <laughs> We're gonna have to check it for typos. <laughs> oh god damn it, dude! Are we gonna have more typos? It's possible. It's the uh, no fun EP. I specifically took the word "the" off of the order, the work order. Why? No. Why? Because it's not on. It's not on the cover of the record. Yes, it is. I don't think it is. I'm gonna have to look it up. Either way, that's just semantics. That's the billing. Who cares about that stuff? Oh man, it better be on that record. All right, we're gonna have to get the, everybody on the same page. I'll I'll stop the presses. We're gonna double check this, make sure there's no typos. Anyway, coming out later in a couple uh, do months. You just, do you not have it right in front of you right now? Uh, no, I don't, because there's the front cover, the back cover, the insert, all the stuff. You know, you got to look everything, see G- where it Gabe, says. I just Google searched it, and it comes right up as the No Fun EP. Wikipedia has it as the No Fun EP. Where did I see this? See, the reason why we keep getting typos is because of you. <laughs> it's not me. No, it's not me. I didn't do the art for it the cover. It is you. Admit it, Gabe. It's you. I'm going to fix the problem before it goes to press. The problem is you. <laughs> anyway, pre-sales started uh, yesterday, and it did really well. We're doing all right. People like the bacon vinyl. Where it have you like seen bacon. Well, it's not going to taste it. Nobody's going to eat the record. Okay. They might. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out a way to make it scented like bacon, but that's that's a long shot. But I'll anyway. You there's a couple of like of like people who eat stuff under the couch that will eat this uh, record because they think it's going to taste like bacon. There's a couple of people who sit in the bathtub and fart in the bathtub and bite at the bubbles that will eat. Are these your friends? This bacon. Well, they're my friends. <laughs> but we're doing we're GMP Records. We're releasing the No Funny P 20 years later. Look at him now saying the, the No Funny. Yes, that's what it is. 20 years later. Right. It's a 20th anniversary. It's an EP. It's I think it's one of our best recordings. Yeah. Yeah, I like the- it a lot. Is this the first one you put on record from Andy's? Yep. This was us declaring our independence from the machine. <laughs> Did you announce n- more bacons? That's a secret. Oh, well, now. I, I, I would have gotten a bacon. My, the bacon was sold out by the time I got Ben, you're well, okay. He can, we, he, he'll, he'll fix you up. I made a call, and I... Called Scott and I said, hey, these things are selling faster than we thought. We need to do more bacon. And we both agreed, yes, do more bacon. You can never have enough bacon, is what I'm saying. Said the vegetarian. (laughs) I found out that shoes can be vegan over the weekend. So bacon can also be vegan. Have you ever had vegan bacon? 
Shoes? Yes. I was trying on some shoes the other day at the shoes. shoe store. Shoes. The band. No, the shoe. Shoes like, don't who? eat, Gabe. <laughs> People eat shoes. <laughs> well, if you're Werner Herzog, you do eat a shoe, yes. Anyway, uh, bacon, colored vinyl, still available. It's probably sold out soon by the time this thing airs. And I might have to put a, a new variant out there because people like the bacon. Hey, oh, don't say that. You're not, you're not putting any new variants out anywhere. Don't do. Listen, I saw the ad for the Juliana ELO record that had like 10 variants in it. I'm like, we can't just do two. We got to do more than two. So there's a mystery color to be named later. The bacon and black. What's Nobody the likes mystery the black color going to be? I don't know. I want to give it a name, though, like you did the bacon. Let's call it the vinyl that should not be named or something. He who. (laughs) 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 We got to bring up he who once every episode for the rest of our lives. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's Kyle Kinane. Hi, Kyle. Hi, how's it going, you guys? It's going pretty... How are you? Uh, given what I text you, I have a gut full of... Uh, I have a gut full of colonoscopy medicine right now. This is oh. funny because you, 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 yeah, you won't believe how many times this subject co- comes up. So you, you're the perfect guest. Now, now I, I want to say something, but first of all, I want you to meet Gabe Rodriguez. Now, <laughs> Gabe, I feel like we got off on the wrong foot. I don't know. I, 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 I felt like we that felt like, fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, I, I've watched some of your stuff since then, and I I, I kind of get it a little. So you bit. know who Kyle is now. I know who he is now because I've been watching his stuff, uh, getting ready for the show. But uh, you take it as a compliment that he finds you funny in any way, shape, or form. I don't know what it is yet. Let's. I'll reserve judgment <laughs> time for the show. So Gabe is All the right. clueless guy, right? Well, I, okay. I realize I, I I meant it more in like. Uh, yeah, you kind of just come in with a real relaxed attitude towards what everybody else has going on, and I appreciate the grounding element that you provide to the show. Yeah, we all do. All right, all right so back to uh, colonoscopies. Gabe refuses to get one. He would rather shit in a box. Go. If the, if you had an option to take it up the butt or shoot it into a box, what would you choose? Okay, First off, I didn't even realize the shit in the box was an option until today. It, it, it's really not. It's not. It's, it's an well, option. The, the fact that that sounds like a nice option to anything that you don't want to do. Like, I, I'd rather shit in a box than fly to Reno for a weekend. Like, it sounds like just a nice base level would you rather item. Right? It's, from, item. it's from the same people who brought you bleach in order to cure your uh, COVID. And, and really, that's the, that's the, the level bo- of medicine we're talking about. The box shitters are the ivermectin or the sheep paste people. <laughs> I, I, I think right. so. <laughs> I don't think that's a far walk from one to the other. I'll tell you that much. So you're going I, in tomorrow. I, tomorrow, I got it. Can I can I go back to the shitting in a box thing, please? Real quick? Please. <laughs> has any has anybody done it here? Gabe I've has. done. Gabe it. has. I've done you it. have. You've done the box. Okay. I cho- I chose window or door number two. I said the box. I yes, mean, it's all—it's really all door number two. It is all door number two. Yes. <laughs> what a like? Do you? How do you get it? Like, do you just squat over the box? 
it's a little contraption that goes over the toilet seat and you you lower the toilet seat so it sits on its own it's freestanding now wow, this you is hub- the first time we've ever gotten him to be so open about this kyle <laughs> wow. you, you hover to, over it. the first time he's talking to an admirer yeah no you hover over it and you do your business and then you add some liquid so it gets submerged into the thing yeah and you close it up and, and you're ready to go but you gotta add liquid yeah you can't send it Ugh. dry it's gotta Whoa. be why not? Why? <laughs> it's already it's already shit in a box. What kind of liquid? I don't understand. You after you drop it in the box. What what liquid? No, are you do- it, it it comes with a, a solution. Oh, and you're supposed to make sure you cover it, and if depending on how big the log is or whatever. So it's like a preservative, I guess. Yes, or else it'll dry up by the way it gets by the way it gets there. Well, what's wrong with that though? Can't they I really need. I mean, it, it, to tie this back to uh, Chicago music, isn't this how the original drummer for Alkaline Trio got fired from the band? <laughs> Did we all hear that story? No, we didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, apparently he like shit in a box and mailed it to a guy in Jawbreaker or something. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how they fired him. I, that's rumor mill stuff. I'm not plugged into the scene. I just heard that he shit in a box and mailed it with a bunch of Alkaline Trio stickers on it to like... The new boyfriend of an ex-girlfriend or something. <laughs> well, speaking of Metro, did you hear the story about Morrissey? Well, which one? Okay, so Morrissey was playing at the Metro. This was, you know, not that long ago, but it was a while ago. And yeah. he found out somebody was eating meat in the building, and you're not supposed to do that when Morrissey's around. <clears throat> yeah. So he he or somebody in his crew left a shit backstage to say, like, here you go. This is what you get for eating meat a healthy it, vegan it shit that was healthy... easily picked up by one hand <laughs> imagine but imagine what you could get on the black market for morrissey's shit well no nobody really knows if it was morrissey's well, just say shit. that it is you know well, of course well we could do that now we got it's the box true. we got the technology <laughs> we got this box technology gabe's gonna start a business and while no. we're there what do you think of chipotle <laughs> who which me you yeah cool. I, I, I love it Come on. I don't have I don't have a problem. Why is there like is there an animosity? Yes, there a, there's there's a really? thing between. Yes, yes. yes I mean but, it's not it's not good, but it's also not bad. Not like good. what do you, Scott? You haven't even had it before. You can't crack on it if you haven't eaten it. It's it's just it it's like that fake Mexican food that it's like you're from Chicago. You're Mexican. The fact that you eat Chipotle just it <laughs> oh, still freaks me out. Listen, I, I go to Taco Bell too. Yeah. Goes to Taco yeah, Bell, but... shits in a box. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I think we should cover all we've we've you know, we've been we've been doing this for what, two years now? That's nothing Not quite. in Kyle's world. I know. But I feel like we should go through all of our semi regular questions and bits with Kyle, like right off the top. Let's, let's I think get... that's just too much for him. That's just that's, I don't know. I'm I'm happy to be here. I mean well, I'm waiting for these twelve tablets I just took to see what's gonna happen i might you just might see me run for the door behind me apologies in advance guys i don't know what this stuff is gonna do to my body i'm pro vaccine pro science but i behave in very anti-vax ways one of those is i keep eating at chipotle i know it's dangerous and i engage in that behavior freely i'm like it's freedom not fear i will not live in a prison made up of your paranoia now will they got that white queso dip back on the menu anyway Also, Chipotle kills people every year. Every year, Chipotle has to have a press conference where they're like, ah, yeah. 
I, I'm surprised we're back here again, too, but... Uh, somebody pissed in the spinach again or something, you know? Anyway, long story short, we're sorry for your loss, you know? So, but we're gonna, we're gonna make it up to you. We're gonna offer a BOGO every Tuesday in July for your loss. You get an extra burrito on account of the, the, the love, your bereavement burritos. There's some. It'll tie together later. So you're a real podcaster. You've been on more podcasts than we've had hot meals. You don't get one of these kind of microphones without no. being a pro. And you, arm, just, no less. you just shut down the Boogie Monster. Uh, yeah, I think that one kind of came to it, came to fruition with my buddy Dave and I. Seven years of just half-assed talking about UFOs and barbecue, and then it kind of we moved on our uh, on our own ways. And I got UFO my other and one. barbecue. No, Dave. Dave's a big barbecue head. I'm v- like mostly vegetarian, but he would just talk about barbecue in such a poetic way that I like to listen to him talk about it. Right. It's like uh, it's like reading a lusty romance novel. You know, <laughs> he, he really puts you there. So right. I was driving to Baltimore last night listening to your final podcast, um, and I really loved what you said about broccolini. Talk about poetic. Good God. We were pretty. We were in the sauce. So I don't know what I oh. said about broccolini, but I know I don't like it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that it's a scam. It was a you know yeah. a, a fake trend. Long broccoli. But you're still doing the no accounting for taste podcast. I'm doing that, yeah, with Shane Torres, where we try to defend topics that uh, people like to shit on. There's now, enough. He- it's we're trying to be the opposite. We're trying to be hopeful instead of cynical, and it's not always easiest when you get topics like Kid Rock. Or it's the Kardashians. T- it's a tough it's a, fit. Isn't he yeah. the dude that does that bit about Guy Fieri versus it Anthony is. Bourdain? Oh, yeah. I quote that on a pretty regular basis. It's Yeah, kind of put him on the map. I mean, he's, he's hilarious every other way, too, but that bit. Everybody's got like, oh, the bit by that guy got him. Their, their, their hit, their one hit that got him over the fence. I know. Uh, do people do that? Like, like people come up to me and they'll go, I like this song, that song. Do people do that to you? Yeah, it's it. I don't know if you feel like it's a mixed reaction where it's like, oh, it's something that you did X amount of years ago, and you're like, I've really been putting a lot of effort into the stuff. Still, I right. like if you like the newer stuff, I wouldn't be mad at you. If you like the stuff I did last year, let alone man, that bit about eating pancakes out of a bag, I'm like, ah, it's 2010, and I'm right. glad you like it. I am so happy you like it. I would encourage you. I'm putting even more effort into the stuff nowadays. Right, the one bruise on the peach that sets you off is that like? A yeah, cut? yeah. I'm like, I've I've grown as an adult. I think I've grown. I think that's an interesting uh, angle I'm taking now as a more mature adult. You should tune in. I was on a flight going from Denver to Chicago, and halfway through my flight, midair, thirty-five thousand feet, guy sitting next to me starts eating pancakes out of a bag. Not like a Ziploc bag with like a little seal and like a, hey, I meant to do this vibe. Like a bag from the store. Not a store that sold pancakes. See, I'm saying like a Foot Locker bag. They get me, they're just loose. They're just loose in there. Like bingo balls, just loose. And there's nothing wrong with what he was doing, morally speaking. 
But you gotta realize that if you do some wackadoo shit like eat pancakes out of a shoe store bag on an airplane, you're forcing strangers around you into a world of questions they never anticipated they would ever have to ask. First off, what? First off, all the questions, all of them. First off, every question. Why are you, why? How did you get to this point in your life? Where are you going? I watched, go ahead, Ben. <laughs> I watched that, sorry. I'm just gonna. He really wants to get this one. in. Come on, Ben, come on, <laughs> bring it I in. I watched Shots and Struts last week and the thing that I kept thinking throughout was like, each one of these bits could be like a closer. Like, it's all like the kind of stuff that you think like, oh, at the end, it's going to be like an extended bit. That thing with the bass player, which wasn't the closer, I was like, oh, this this could be anybody else's closer. Well, don't ruin it. Thanks, I haven't man. watched it yet. Thanks, but, man. but Kyle, what I wanted to ask you is, do you play around with which of those bits is going to be your closer? Or did you know from the beginning, like, okay, this is my No, I kind of knew that long story, the whole second half of the show is like a, a long story about getting stuck out in the desert yeah but that's a you know for better or worse is a it's a old louis ck technique not the techniques that he got known mm. for in the mm -hmm. last couple mm -hmm. of years but <laughs> the uh but just like every joke that you do change the order of it in the set so every joke should, i don't do that but i still approach every bit it's like all right this is the bit i open with well, now I'm going to put it at the end and I'm going to, or I'm going to put this bit that's only mediocre. I'm going to put it at the end to see if I can get enthused <laughs> and sell it as a closer. So that was his method is like put each part in a different part of the set to make them all equally as strong, which I'm, you know. So you do do some, that. You do that or you don't I do move, that? I move stuff around. I mean, I get, you know, if I go to a club, I'm doing five shows, at least five shows in a weekend, one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. So... You're walking into the same building for all five shows. You start, you know, uh, well, everything is already the same by the third show. Everything's the stools in the same place. The lights are in the same place. People are sitting in the same place. I got to start moving things around to stay in the moment. Because if I start saying everything in the same order with the same wording, it gets it's like madness to me. And I'm not I'm not an improv guy. I'm not saying I'm going to make it all up, but I got all these parts that move around. That's like I'm fascinated with theater performers or people that are on Broadway because those aren't their words. They're performing somebody else's role months at a time, months at a time. They're going up every night, multiple times a night saying the same thing. And I don't know mentally how like you are OK while doing that yeah like not yeah. In, in, more in an amazement like I, I admire somebody that can like get into that zone and act their ass off and, and I've, I have more appreciation for musicals in the last couple years than i ever had in my entire life i never cared about them and now i think they're fascinating did you do any uh theater in high school or anything like no. that? no no i think i tried one play once what Just was to it? say I could do it. It was like a one-act play. It wasn't even like a big production. And I had like five lines, and I was like, this is like, you want me to come after school to do this? And nah, I got, I got other things. <laughs> you don't know what's in those needles, dude. Fuck you. That was always said by people with the shittiest tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's in those needles, dude. 
It's always said by some dude, like, only God can judge me, scribbled across his chest. Did it with a guitar string and India ink and his cousin's pig roast, you know? How many only God can judge me tattoos you think have been in a courtroom? I'll tell you right now, it's all of them. It's every single one of those tattoos. Every single person who thinks only God can judge them has been judged by a terrestrial being. <laughs> only God can judge me. 18 months, fuck, man. <laughs> when did you decide that you wanted to be a comedian? As a child. Uh-huh. <laughs> I legit, I would watch Johnny Carson with my mom as a little kid. And... You'd, you know, you'd have actors on there, and but they're in movies or TV. Or you'd have musicians. You understand what music is. But I couldn't understand how somebody was a stand-up. Like, that guy just goes up at the end, and all he has to do is talk. He doesn't have to learn any instruments. He doesn't have to try and be in a TV show. He just talks, and that's all he had to do. And he's on Johnny Carson. I'm like, I'll do that. I'll do that part. That seems Who was like the guy that you saw? Route. Who was the guy that you saw that you're like? I can't. I, I can't remember specifically from Johnny Carson, but then early days of just watching, like learning what stand up was. It was I don't, weirdly enough, as a kid, Tommy Davidson. Oh yeah, I liked me and my sister. Not, it, we had nothing to do, like truly not noticing race, but we were just super into black comics as little kids, like Sinbad and Tommy Davidson and Eddie Murphy. Like those were all our guys of yeah. like un- unquotable jokes at the dinner table. <laughs> right. You're not even know. Yeah. Here's eight doing an Eddie Murphy routine and you don't know what it's about. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Sinbad. Sinbad going to McDonald's is still going to be the funniest thing. Sinbad trying to drink a shake because the shake's too thick for the straw. That's still funny. I, I've seen countless hours of stand-up. I'm still going to laugh at Sinbad. I mean, growing Talk up on that. Delirious and like watching Delirious now, mm-hmm. and, and, and Raw is a completely different thing, but Delirious is just like, ooh, this is pretty harsh. Yeah. But it's just yeah. the way he delivers it. It's like, I'm still laughing. I'm not going to laugh with other people. No, I, <laughs> I have... Uh, I have a, a joke I try to do in stand-up now that does not go well is how, like, I still, I love Cat Williams, but it, I have to, like, take about six hours after watching a Cat Williams special <laughs> to get it out of my system <laughs> because right. I'll be at home. Like, he drops N-bombs just as adjectives, and if you sit there and watch two Cat Williams specials and you're home alone, yeah, you start thinking that way. Right. Yeah, and it's not no. racial. It's just it, you, don't it's have, when, you don't have you don't have cherry tomatoes I, anymore. You got these no, little I, red ass mm, right here, and then you just you're like, I gotta stay at home until I get this out of my system. Right. When you go down a Bernie Mac <laughs> rabbit yeah. hole, you yeah. don't come out the same. You're just like, no, I, like I'm saying things that are not acceptable. I'm describing <laughs> things around my house words I can't use. Let's make sure we don't say this in public. <laughs> Have you found that there are some topics for you that are off limits? Is there any topics for you that you feel like, eh, I shouldn't really go there because that's just going to bum people out? Well, I, I, mean, not, I don't think there's anything that's off limits, but it's like how much gets like dragged through, like, we've already watched the news all day and like, I don't want to hear about that now. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. going to come. Like, I mean, there's so much, like, stuff I mean, stuff that's obvious, like, you know, you want to talk about white privilege and people. A lot of people don't think white privilege is real. It's white people. Um, <laughs> 
But like, I know firsthand it's real, because I have it, it's great. Um, but like, I know I have white privilege, because I believe in ghosts. <laughs> and that's what you get to believe in when you don't have any other real problems. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how you know your life is fine, you know? Like, oh, what about the disappearing middle class? What about poltergeists? <laughs> poltergeists are out there also. Yeah. I'm fine. It's a luxury. Oh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> up, up late at night, covering my face. Oh. Yeah. So you're Something's saying breaking all my dishes and bending my <laughs> You're saying you're saying only you think only white men can afford to believe in the supernatural? Is that what you're saying? But that, that's not it. But I'm like, it's just like if I meet a black guy that believes in UFOs, I'm like, you're taking on a lot right now. <laughs> like on top of everything else, on top of everything else you got to worry about, you're throwing extraterrestrials in there. That's ambitious. It's above and beyond. So where do you start? Like, uh, what clubs do you? Because you're from outside of Chicago. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. I'm so, like, I, so you guys are all Chicago native. Forgive me for not knowing. Like, no, I'm from born you know where Zion, born and raised. You know where Zion, Illinois. Is. Okay, yeah. Okay. That's but where the, Gabe uh, and I. Skirts. Yeah. Okay. Like, I didn't know what a stand up comedy cl club was. Like, I didn't know. Like, there was Zanies downtown. I didn't know that. I'd drive by it, you know, going to shows. But I didn't know that, like, I didn't know where to start stand up. And so I started. I went to, like, one. I read a thing. I was working at a gas station in Wooddale. <laughs> and I was like, I would read all the newspapers in the morning, like the morning shift. And there's one like, oh, we're doing an open call for a stand up. I like stand up on TV, but I didn't know where you started it. I didn't know where you started open mics. This is like pre internet. It was still like the Chicago Reader was just the listing for everything you were going to do that weekend. Right. And I didn't even look at comedy. I was always going to like see what bands were playing. And so I saw in the in like the Daily Herald or something like, oh, there's, we're doing this open casting call for this comedy festival at Zany's downtown. I'm like, well, I've been talking a big game about being a stand-up. I was going to Columbia College for creative writing, but really all I was writing was stand-up bits that I would try to make people laugh in a college class. And they're like, you're not taking this seriously. I'm like, of course <laughs> I'm not. Like, what's there to take seriously? It's a liberal arts school. There's nothing to take seriously here. Right. Like we're all we're all gonna be this thing that we're paying thousands of dollars. We're all gonna be poets. Get the fuck out of here. You ended up getting more <laughs> use out of it than they did. Uh, well, that was the that was the use I got is because I went to that thing and I I bombed for three minutes and I'm like okay cool I tried I tried stand up but I was still that was 99 or 98 that I did that thing and I'm like well that's like it was embarrassing because I wanted to be in the music scene and in the like in the late 90s like. The, if you brought up the idea of being a wanting to be a stand up comedian, it's like Bobby Hill wanting to be a stand up comedian on King of the Hill. It's like it's a punchline in and of itself. I couldn't tell anybody in like all the punk rock scene, like yeah, I, I want to be funny on purpose. Like what? Just do jokes between songs, like everybody else. <laughs> the whole every band was already funny, right? Like everybody was a good time. Like that's what I liked about Chicago. Like, the bands were already funny. Nobody right. took, like, I mean, some people took themselves kind of seriously, but for the most part, like, they knew how to hang out. They were going to have drinks. They were going to make fun, like, not fun for musician, funny for a musician. Like, everybody's legit funny to watch. 
And right. I'm just going to do that alone, like in the nightclub? Like, I couldn't tell anybody. Well, I mean, that's that old tired one, that old line about musicians wanting to be comedians and comedians wanting to be musicians. But yeah. you were in a band, right? Yeah, we played Fireside and uh, Fireside and like the suburban VFW circuit. We're in like the all ages circuit in the late 90s. I think we broke up in 2001. But so, so what, like four years, four years or so. Yeah. Four or five years. I mean, I was, I kind of was overlapping at the same time, but I would try, like, I would like try and make my walkout music peg boy or something. So I thought like, yeah, look at me. I'm different than these nerds. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. so desperate to retain some sort of like musical cred with stand up. Okay. So, I mean, this is probably years later, but I, this is just a question. I wonder when you walk out on stage and there's that announcer, that's you, right? It can do comedians, be. Do comedians announce themselves before they come out? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, well, yes, I, I try to make somebody else do it. So, like, okay. my voice is not uh, uh, easy to mask. And then right. it's like, oh, and that's, like, the corniest part of it. Like, people that do it, hey, give it up for Kyle Kinane. And then they know it's me. And then if I try to make a joke about it, it sounds stupid because then I just – behind a curtain fucking off for a while with a microphone do you guys do a big walkout do you have a fun walkout <laughs> no i mean we come out we set our shit up we go backstage to take a piss and you know have a, another drink and then we come out but it, you don't do uh, we, we've already ruined the walkout is us coming out to set our stuff up it's kind of anticlimactic but scott didn't you tell me that you used to come out to a pink floyd song or something like that no, well, we did a, well, this is a great Gabe story. We did a Stone Temple Pilots tour and uh, we would, Gabe would introduce us and now, and uh, we would play Money by Pink Floyd because we were like, you know, trying to be ironic. Yeah. And uh, one day they set it to the wrong track and, and he goes, and now, and you hear this clock ticking. Oh. What's a clock ticking? And they set it to time instead of money. And he goes, and now, please welcome. And then you hear all the, burn, burn, all the clocks go off <laughs> right in the middle of his. Did you do that on purpose? I wish I did. I wish I was that funny. That was Paul. Paul messed it up. Somebody messed it up. So at what point do you start making money at this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> the same part you start making money at music. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> for a little while and then not for some time and then for a little while longer. No, I, I, you know what? I've been lucky. My life is pretty streamlined. I don't, you know, <clears throat> no kids, no divorces, nothing, uh, no weird uh, money siphons in my life. But uh, I... I don't know. I I never worried about the money thing. I was right. like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna be doing comedy. I because it like shows in Chicago. You could tell which guys like open mics. You could tell which guys. I'm sure with music, which guys are gonna make it and are focused. Which guys are just in it because this is the fun thing to hang out. Like oh the bar. The, all my friends are going to be at the bar at open mic. I'm going to do my same five minutes, but this is where my friends like 
This is where a group of 30 people I like are going to be hanging out every Monday. And I'll throw right. my name in the hat to do it. And I knew early on, like, even if I was shitty at this, I'm still going to be the guy that's going to keep being in an open mic. Being like, well, what about this? What about this idea? It was going to be like a studio space no matter what for me. Because I wasn't going to have... I didn't have like a career mindset. It's not like I, I, I had forsaken some sort of career path to do comedy. Mm. Like you hear these guys that are like, oh, well, he was a lawyer and then he got into stand up. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, right. be a lawyer. Right. Are these dudes that like have secret careers? I was like, I barely have the ambition to follow my dream right now, let alone right. also do a thing that's a six figure income on the side. So, I so was there's just no plan like a, B. No, I was going to be a warehouse manager that just does stand up <laughs> and, and hopefully makes a few bucks on the weekends. And if, if it went if it went a little bit further with stand up where I'm like, all right, well, I'm still living in Addison with my parents. I could either move 20 miles away to the city and still see the same group of people that I'm seeing and just be in debt, you know, you know. Be like being buried in bills and everything, or I can move to LA or New York and like give it an actual go, as crazy as it sounds. So I did. I moved to LA in 2006, just because I was like, if I'm gonna be sad about my life, I'll do it around palm trees. Like, mm -hmm. I can't. It's hard to be sad at the beach, man. <laughs> Gotta get out of Chicago. So that works. That, I mean, that, it that, worked for me. I mean, I, I fucked up a lot. It probably would have happened sooner if I wasn't in the sauce so much, but yeah, well, I work at a bar every night of the week. What's going to happen, you know? Yeah. I mean, so you end up on Comedy Central. I mean, that was the first time I think I saw you. I, mean, I was like 5 a.m. and I was waking up in San Francisco, getting ready to drive to Portland, and I think I saw your Comedy Central half-hour special. Mm -hmm. well, I, yeah, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, you were talking about when we were hanging out, and I think yeah, we I I, don't, I thought we were at Snickers. I thought we wound up at Snickers that night. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said Rosie's. I thought it was Snickers, but it was. I was gonna tape that special at the Metro, and it was like the night before or something. And you're like, "We're still going." I'm like, "I kind of got a big thing tomorrow. <laughs> I kind of got a big day tomorrow, so I don't know if I can keep kicking it." <laughs> Yeah, that was a long day for me. Yeah, and you know what happened? <laughs> that was like some kind of onion festival going on, right? And you the just like stopped by newspaper? and did a set. Oh, yeah, the onion, like the AV Club. I think oh, not like a bunch just of just a produce. Look, oh, there's the garlic festival no, over here, no, in Gilroy, no. California. Yeah, the know. newspaper. One of the guys, I think it was Josh. He was like, "Look, you know, you want to be a comedian? You want to do a, a five minutes?" And I was like, oh, I can do five minutes. So I was up all day drinking, trying to come up with five minutes. And then somebody heard what I was going to do. And they go, yeah, yeah, you don't want to go up there. Don't do that. Stop. That's not you, buddy. Man, that's a good friend. That was a very good friend. That's, it was a very, very good friend. As much as you want to try this, let's, let's go back to the drawing board with some of this stuff. Yeah. No, that was not a good idea. So all that all that works out. You're at Comedy Central. You're you're you know you're, yeah. you're doing the voiceover. I feel bad. I didn't know we were doing an interview. I felt the other fellas are just sitting there looking at it. I felt bad. <laughs> I thought I was gonna like 
chop well, it up we, with you. We want to, you know, we want to. Okay. Oh, yeah. We can have you be on this and, you know, be funny, but I kind of want to have you on you here want- like Don Rickles in Casino and not be funny at all. Oh, okay. Or as I referenced earlier, it was a Rodney Dangerfield and Natural Born Killers. That was a. Oh. That was upsetting. I, I don't want to see him do Rodney like that. I don't know. No, that's need really Rod- upsetting. I don't need Rodney to get dirty. No, let no. Rodney be Rodney. I need Caddyshack Rodney. I don't want natural born killers Rodney. So at what point in your career do you feel like you were flirting with the mainstream the most? You know, you're like, oh, like being, being like, on a, like TV a, and you a know. celebrity. I think, honestly, 2012, it's funny. I This is not my quote. It's a, my, uh, a pal, Simon King. He's a very funny stand-up. But he's like, my career is like a... I'm going to butcher it. Like my fear is like, my, uh, my career is like a firework that never went off. People were waiting for it to explode, and now nobody wants to go near it. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. I, was like, I think you'll get this weird ushering in of like, oh, you're the next thing. You're the next thing. And I, as soon as that was happening to me, I'm like, ooh, this smells. Like mm-hmm. it, it smells wrong. Because as soon as they – as quickly as they'll welcome you is just as fast as they'll forget you were ever alive. So I was like, none of this has longevity att- attached to it. I've always been. So you knew really that. A, I, you, I, let's say like uh, cautiously optimistic about what was happening. There's some opportunities coming, but also it's opportunities within the machinery of show business, which I do don't like um i got to do some really neat stuff because of it but i was always kind of i i wouldn't say knowledgeable but just like aware of how it can chew people up and leave them in the back and like stand up can operate isolate like separate from show business so this is what i care about the most is stand up being the thing i might not be a superstar. I just like, what if I'm just as good at stand up? What if I can make the same living as like a, a successful electrician? You know, mm. what if I could just be like, my bills are paid. I get to take vacations. And also the thing that I do to make a living is still the thing I really enjoy and care about. So my my goal is to preserve that at all costs. You say some people are making it, it it's successful. I'm sure it's a grind just like music or any any other creative pursuit that like you just have to be prepared to just be smacked down over and over and over again and it was for things i didn't want like come up with a tv show idea now drive around all the whole city for months pitching it to different people who like will half listen to you i had a guy like stop me in the middle of the pitch meeting because he didn't want to miss ordering lunch like the stuff you'd make fun of Hollywood about still actually happens. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is about like my family and the struggle. Hold one second, okay? Because the guy who's going to get uh, sweet greens is leaving soon. I want to get my order. And I'm like, okay, sure. You order lunch, and I'll act like I'm just over here with my thumb in my ass. Like, right. there's a pot. Like, let's just cut the meeting short now. I know you don't want this. <laughs> Why are we filling out the hour time slot? And uh, it honestly, it came to a head with a boogie monster, which a production company came to us as the podcast. And like, we like what you're doing. Would would you like to make a show out of it? We're like, well, we didn't think about it. But if you want us to make a show, we're going to do it exactly how we want to do it. And the production company was like, we wouldn't have it any other way. They help us make it. We 
sold it to a network after selling after like shooting a pilot and going all over a network bought it and then they gave us money to shoot an official pilot we went to arizona had a production editing like a two-year process of getting this thing up the ladder and even the people at the tv network were like we like it it's gonna go and then the main guy at the network leaves and a new guy comes in and he goes well anything that the old guy was doing nope just one fell swoop, like a 30-second thought of like, nope, nope, two years worth of work of a thing we didn't even want in the first place. And then you got anxiety over, is this thing I didn't even want in the first place going to get to the next level? I'm like, this is not a healthy relationship with reality. <laughs> right. Like, wait a minute. I got the thing I want. I tell jokes. And again, maybe not a superstar, but I, that's all I do is a creative output that I still care about very, very much. And I don't know. Sometimes it's like, I feel like it's greedy to try and pursue more. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, people could say you're just not ambitious, but isn't it nice to have yeah. sort of like a cruising altitude where you're in control of everything and well, let you're me doing add, what yeah, you want to do? Let me ask you, like, like, who, like, who do you guys admire in music? Like, yeah, it could be you could be accused of being lack of ambitious, but it's like, well, what standard are we all comparing? Like, why is like there's different levels of success for every it's 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 a subjective term for people. Well, no, it just seems to me like where you're at is is where you know, you should be or not where you should be, but like where you want to be more importantly. And you're not in a position where people are going to be able to pull the rug out from you all the time. I, I I always think of it like in a turn like a, like a dinosaur junior type of thing like oh if they play people are gonna show up and see them they're not gonna play the Rosemont Horizon probably but they're gonna play a comfortable you know they're gonna play the Metro and sell it out easily play you know probably play Aragon comfortably make enough money to then they gotta split it up I don't have to split it yeah <clears throat> that's you know I get to keep it I don't there's no roadies there's no nothing. Sound guys, sound guys always love stand up when they find out it's a night of stand up at a music venue. They're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, oh, I just got to press a button and sit back and enjoy the show, and I'm getting the same rate as if I did if a ska band was in here. This rules. <laughs> Fucking ska bands. <laughs> oh, I hated it when, when ska like had that bump and you'd be backstage Still and the, about it. The, the trumpet player <laughs> would be warming up, and I'm like, ah, get out of here. I love it. I oh. love it. I can't get enough. So glad those band nerds got the dust off their trombones for a Fuck summer. those guys in those suits. <laughs> so has the comedy game changed these last few years? I mean, are people coming to comedy clubs with no sense of humor? Well, I think they're coming to... I think there's some element of people coming to heckle. Like, not heckle, but they see all these crowd work clips that people are putting out. Like, that's... And maybe I'm just hyper-focused because I pay attention to stand up every waking moment but <clears throat> yeah these crowd work clips that are kind of encouraging there's a few guys doing it really well and then there's a sea of people that are doing it half-assed who's and doing I just, it well I, I mean there's guys like todd berry who's all todd berry moshe kasher guys who've always known how to do it well and they don't just make it. it's not just some cruel thing it's like incorporate into it but if you're a fan that watches these videos like oh they love it when you talk to them 
comedians must all love it when you talk to them because then they can get these clips. I don't want anybody talking to me. I work real hard on these jokes for you to listen to, (laughs) not to interrupt. I work really hard for you to just sit there and have a drink and be entertained. You don't have to participate at all. I'm there for an hour and change just to entertain you. And you don't have to do anything. And so to the, this like, but I'm helping. You're not helping. Yeah, I think comedy right now. I think there's. I think there's got to be some sort of sea change because it's feeling very, uh, much like my guts right now. Uh, very bloated with the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those pills are. <laughs> I'm starting to squirm in my seat, boys. <laughs> uh, do you want the 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 guest approved uh, or the standard? Question we give well, everybody. Is that what you're asking? First, Kyle wants, first of all, Kyle does want to chop it up with you guys. And two, I want to get him before he has to explode. So let's get into. No, it would be more funny question. if we didn't get him before he exploded or, or made him squirm or whatever. <laughs> I'm squirming now, Gabe. He's squirming. I got no box in sight. All right, let's, let's go for the, the quick uh, standard question where we talk about uh, if you had to pick between two bands. Okay. And you seem like an old rocker. So I'm hoping you'll you'll fall on my side. Why do you side. insult people who come <laughs> on the that? show Listen, all the time? He's got more gray than I have. No big deal. So what? Who in the who in, who in if Trump you could grow a beard? Like if you could grow a beard, yeah. you'd you it would be that gray. Gray. Oh, nice. You got a nice chin. You don't need one. All right. Anyway, if you had to pick between two bands, this is the standard question we ask all the guests. Okay. Oh my God. You could only live with this one band. You couldn't listen to the other one. You're it's like the deserted island. Well, I don't think we need that anymore. Just ask him which one he likes better. <laughs> right. I like the setup. Iron Maiden or okay. the replacements? The replacements or Iron Maiden? Oh, I can only list. I'm not hanging out with the band. It's only audio. Correct. Mm-hmm. You're okay. on a desert island. So I was going to say if I was on a desert island stuck with Iron Maiden, Dickinson could probably build a plane and fly us off a desert island. So I'm going to reality, like using skills of the band members. <laughs> Wow. I feel like it's a good take. I feel like replacements are uh, more of a dynamic listen to suit moods. But, but I mean, num- I mean, and I one. I think replacements. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna. They got enough shit kicker songs to cover what Iron Maiden would provide. If I had to listen, like Iron Maiden's gonna be Iron Maiden no matter what. Replacements. They slow it down a little. They can be a little soft. You can be a little romantic. You can be a little heartbroken in there. There's no songs about Iron Maiden doesn't sing about love. No, <laughs> the closest they get is a wasted year or two. Yeah, yeah, and and then you'd have to like that's even when you're having like the most sentimental moment of your life. It's still like the number of the beast. Like that's what you're gonna listen to when you're first lyrics about Dune. Born. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> Like I'm just actually, trying to chill out. <laughs> that's a great take is that the replacements have songs from all your moods or, or many of them. Whereas Iron Maiden, you have to be in that Iron Maiden spot. But especially like uh, like on a deserted island where you're walking around, you're like, yeah, give me some change. Like every day, just trying to chill in the sun. And it's just Maiden. It's just the trooper. You're like, this is <laughs> this is exhausting, man. What about I'm this? Always what about- gallop. I'm always galloping. Oh, no. They're never not galloping. 
I think I set him up the wrong way. I yeah, mean, you got hoisted by your own petard with that desert island crap. <laughs> well, you brought up desert island when I first no, brought it up. No. It was like, no, if, if you only could listen to one and not the other, it's still the kind of the same question. Five yeah, eighths yeah. time gives me anxiety. You know, it's like you try like as a as a non musician just chilling out, not knowing why you can't tap your foot along to something. You're like, <laughs> am I a fucking idiot right now? What's going on? You're like, oh no, doing some. Too many strings on that guitar, and this is like seven eighths time or something. Like, oh, that's not it's not me, it's them. They're making it difficult. You pull something trying to sing along. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get I gotta look up what they're singing about. You know what's amazing? Uh Lover Boy. We did this nineteen eighty two thing at Gingerman uh for the mm-hmm. this prom and and I was like, Okay, I can sing Lover Boy. It doesn't sound like he's singing that high. You try to sing along with that Mike Reno guy. <laughs> oh my god it's insane he's singing really high and he doesn't he's up there like steve perry and he doesn't sound like it yeah it, well i think it looks like he's just putting in the effort because of the headband it sounds like it's easy but it's not my favorite lover boy adjacent story was uh my buddy trying to get fired from a pizza place that he worked at in downers grove so he drank a bottle of tequila and they had just gotten shut down by the health department and I had worked there previously and he calls me. He's like, Kyle, you gotta come pick me up. We got shut down by the health department. I'm wasted. I'm getting, trying to get fired. So I get there. He's drunk. The boss of the pizza place is washing his eyes out in the utility sink because he thought, (laughs) well, we got shut down by the, by the, by the health department Cause like the ceiling tiles tiles were like greasy and it was all nasty. He's like, I'll wash the ceiling tiles with bleach in a mop bucket and then tried to mop the ceiling. But you know, liquids are affected by gravity. So the bleach (laughs) just dripped into his eyes. So my buddy Bob was just drinking tequila, watching this guy blind himself in the name of the health department. I'll get to the lover boy. So I pick him up. I pick him up and he's, I'm like, our buddy was playing a gig in the city and I can't, Oh, I want to say it was like prodigal son, but it wasn't, or like map. I can't remember. It was like acoustic gigs. So it was like a smaller space, but so I'm like, I'll drive you there, but you got to throw up first. Cause you can't throw up. I was like driving my sister's car. I'm like, you can't throw up my sister's car. It's like, I'll be fine. I'm like, you're not going to be fine. And so I just made him barf at the pizza place. I'm like, it's not going to matter. They're, they're shut down already. So just throw up here. Got him to throw up. He passed out in a car. I thought he was fine sitting in the car so i left him in there like a like a dog at the grocery store i shouldn't have done that i go in it's a very nice quiet acoustic gig some shoegaze acoustic he finds a red headband in my sister's car shoegaze acoustic just like sleepy like and we're sad about things like a emo kind of acoustic right He finds a red headband and he he comes to finds a red headband, kicks the door into this bar, <laughs> only singing the chorus to working for the weekend. Well, charge. It's a sit like people are sitting at tables watching music and he's just everybody's working. for. That's the only part he knew. And he just said and we let him go for a while because it was the most entertaining part of the whole show. Right. Like you're supporting a friend like, oh, God, your acoustic duo act. This sucks. Bob comes in. <laughs> With the head, the headband sold it. Like, oh, it's no, he's just in the lover boy. We finally escorted him out, but he also didn't hit the range that the actual singer did, but sounded pretty good given all things considered. <laughs> anyway, that's my lover boy story. Sorry, it's pretty good. 
Yeah, you know, you got fun people in your life. What else you guys got? You guys got anything? <laughs> ben, you got something? No, I'm just, I, I'm just uh, sort of depressed listening to your last Boogie Monster show and thinking oh. about how, how many of the reasons you guys talk about not wanting to do it anymore might, might or might not apply to us. They all apply to us. <laughs> all right, here's some. We're, we're going to be, have you done like live podcasts before? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you guys have one coming up. We do. Any advice other than don't do it? <laughs> no, actually, I personally, I'm a fan of the chaos. I like it when things go to shit. Is it going to be an evening thing? Like, are people going to be yeah. greased up appropriately? Yeah, they'll be in their, we'll, be in their cups. Okay, right. yeah, be in their cups. I kind of like it as an audience member, like when something goes to shit. Not, but because I find it entertaining when everybody's like, well, that's not supposed to like that. I would say it helps to have structure initially so you can try to steer things back to a track if you don't have the track. I think yeah. they're fun. I personally think they're a good time. I don't know what you're worrying about. I, I, you know, uh, just because, you know, my five minutes is weak. I, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Because it's your personality on display the whole time instead of <laughs> cutting to a song. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But Scott, what's the cutoff time? How, how late can somebody come up to you and say, hey, you don't want to do this? Oh, before the thing? Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? Like, I've never been that person who's like, I can't play the show tonight. Maybe I can start being that person for these podcasts. <laughs> Maybe I can Axl Rose it. Yeah. <laughs> how you feeling? Is it gurgling? It's, feeling? I'm hanging in there, but like, I love a, I love a, it's a real risk versus reward situation here, guys, you know? <laughs> right. Right. There's not a whole lot of reward here. <laughs> well, I'm hanging in. I'm hanging in for you guys. I'll let you did know. You when... take, did you take this thing right before the show, no, knowing that you're gambling with your own? Well, we were going to record on Monday, and then it got moved to Wednesday. And I was like, oh, Wednesday's fine. And then I realized, like, oh, I got the thing. I didn't realize I had a day before that I had to do all this stuff. So I've had nothing but water and coffee <laughs> and I had about nine pineapple gummy bears because I can't eat the red, I have to eat the clear ones. Oh, you've and been drinking what, coffee too. Yeah. Oh. And I'm already, Fuck. even before I took the medicine, I, I was eating vegetarian food at a AAA baseball game last night. So my guts are already just freestyling themselves. What is vegetarian so food? I'm just veggie dogs and shit. Just veggie dogs, like pump sauerkraut and everything. So I'm already, you know, I've already amusement parked my digestive tract over the last 48 hours. And now I took these pills and I got to drink. I got to drink more of this. That this solution. Water, but no, it's all pills now. Not, oh, really? not a solution. Oh, I want that. That's shit every, in a box. Everybody's want that. every everybody's saying how great it is. To go back to the shit in a box thing, if you like if you've ever been like backcountry camping where you gotta dig your own hole to bury your poop, <laughs> the first thing you learn is you have no idea where your asshole lines up with the ground. Because <laughs> me and the same guy who sang Lover Boy and another friend, we were off Mike road Reno. and, and Mike Re actual Mike Reno came. Yeah. Uh, we we're off road in in Colorado, where you got to like dig a hole for your poop, and each one of us came back like was way off. <laughs> we all dug a hole, 
squatted over the hole and realized we had to like find a leaf to push everything we made into the hole. My move was to find a little tree that I could lean back on and find a little tree to hug so you could lean back and align the align your digestive tract with what was coming out. But so that's why the box thing was fast. I'm like, there's no you, you shit on your floor trying to get in a box. What's what the uh, what's the issue with leaving your poop on the ground? Is it animals come around and then kill you or something? No, it's just kind of like a outdoor etiquette. Oh, bury it so it can kind of. It's an activity. Be, absor- be absorbed by it's the earth. Activity. Well, it, it is kind of a thing to do. So everybody hey, got to come back. Let's with their keep stories. the kids busy. Bury your shit. Yeah, go dig a hole for your poops. Well, uh, isn't it just gonna like? What, what do the animals do? No, no, well, no, that's no, what no. I don't no. understand. Yeah, the animals can poop on the ground, but because we eat curry and Taco Bell, <laughs> we can't. We can't poop on the surface because it's bad. Not Gabe. <laughs> So is this your first procedure here, or have you done this before? No, I'm just getting it done while I still have insurance. You know, that cool American healthcare system. Mm-hmm. What a great, hey, tie healthcare to employment. That way everybody has to work. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, so I still have, like, uh, screen actors health insurance, even though I don't know why I haven't done anything for a long time. So, so how, how fast is it that they take away the... As fast as they can. Really? Jesus. Well, I have to make a certain amount in a year to qualify for the next year. Okay. So if I don't make a certain amount. At one point, I was shy $100, and they took it away. And then it's like, my account like was like, wait, here's more work. We found it. Oh, okay, here's your insurance back. I'm like, what's going on? It's like you're a salesman working for Alec Baldwin or something. <laughs> a Second prize? Set of steak knives. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to get getting shot on set. I was wondering. Oh no no where, no where, where, no okay. no. That's. Too what do you do? Is there a musicians? Is there a musicians union? Hell for no. You guys. Uh, is there a w, WMA. Yeah, the WMA. Uh, uh, there was something like there. I cannot even remember what it was supposed to be called. Oh, it's AFTRA. It's AFTRA a, is what it is. Okay, that's, yeah, that's the same thing that I'm a part of. Yeah, you're involved with that. So you don't get, like, that's why no. I wonder if there's, like, loopholes of, like, you just make some music videos, so now you're on screen so you can get insurance. No. Can't, can't you now blame it on the writer strike and say I was going to be working, but everything's on hold? Well, and they could just say they were going to give you insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit, man, I was going to live stream this colonoscopy, see if that goes to any SAG credits. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's on-camera work, baby. Yeah. That, that qualifies. Exactly. That counts. Here you go. Here's my video. Here's my pilot. Please put it on. I'll get it sponsored by Slice. You know, now it's an income-generating uh, TV credit. It's great. Good stuff. Too much butt stuff? Sorry, guys. No, no, not now we're really getting into the lifer's stuff. Really, the nuts and bolts of how it works. After SAG, this is great podcasting. <laughs> All right, man. I think uh, I, I got to bounce. <laughs> I'm at yeah. the limit. Guys. I think you got to bounce. You're. Yeah. Think yeah. You do you it. guys do? Do you guys do a formal close with no. each other? Do you guys shut it down? No, we try to figure out. Uh, we go through it and we try to figure out what's the best closing line a nice button 
Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to let you have it because uh, I got my closing lines happening right now. Guys. No. Okay. Well, thanks for doing this, Kyle. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Please, you guys. Thanks, thanks for having me. We'll hang out when I'm back in town. <laughs> okay. Please. Peace. Peace. Thanks, Bye. Kyle. Drop that wave in that folder whenever you can. Whenever you get yeah, back. Yeah, go off. drop that. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's running away. <laughs> he's going to drop that wave in a folder. Yeah. Back to basics, baby. You already know, baby. Poopoo bum bum. Poopoo bum bum. Stinky, stinky poopoo bum bum. Hey. Stinky poopoo bum bum. Poopy 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 bum bum. Poop bum poop bum poop bum poop bum poop bum poop bum poop 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 bum 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 poop bum. Man up pooping every day. Man up pooping in every way. Man up pooping on the toilet. Man up pooping not on the toilet. When I'm on the toilet. Man up pooping on the toilet. Stinky 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 poopy. Stinky, 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 poopy. Poopy, poopy, poop, 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 bum, 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 poopy, bum, 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 poopy, poopy, bum, 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 poopy, bum, 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 bum. Wait, hold on. He said, sorry for the quick exit. This stuff is no joke.